welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Thank you for joining me today. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. And so open your heart. God has something for you today. All this month, I've been having you say and remember that with your purpose, there is provision and there is protection. We've taken a lot of time this month to study out the name of El Shaddai and what it means and how it relates to your life today. And I want to share with you a message that I shared three years ago, part of our Harvest Checkup series about the connection between your harvest and spiritual warfare. Yes, there are natural things to do concerning provision and finances, we don't make light of it. We tell you, make sure you do the natural things. You make sure you have a budget. You make sure you do all the natural things you're supposed to do. But also, we don't want you to miss that sometimes harvest can be delayed because of spiritual warfare. We want to show you how to deal with it in this clip right here. Watch this clip and be encouraged and know that something good is going to happen to you today. So expect miracles. So notice it is the God of angel armies which restrains the devourer. The God of angel armies restrains the devourer. Angels are involved in restraining the enemy from devouring your harvest. Angels are involved in restraining the enemy from devouring your harvest. Go to Daniel chapter 10. The same give you a lot of scriptures so you understand the activity of angels as well as the activity of demons. Daniel chapter 10. Angels are involved in restraining the enemy from devouring your harvest. Daniel chapter 10. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, and the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing, had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning or fasting three full weeks, 21 days. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. So Daniel is praying about the same thing for three weeks. Now, Daniel's a man of prayer. He knows how to get answers from God in prayer. You read chapter 9, he begins to pray, and Gabriel shows up. By this point, if he studied out, this is not Daniel as a young man. This is Daniel as an old man. That Daniel was taken from Jerusalem, from Judah, as a sophomore in high school. He was taken out as a teenager. He served God as a teenager and before then. And by this point, depending on what commentary you read at, he's between 80 and 110. So he's been walking with God 80 to 100 years by now. He knows how to pray. Come on. You've been walking God by that. You should know how to pray. You've been walking with Jesus for 100 years. You should know how to pray by now. He knows how to get answers from God. Weeks. And then this angelic being appears. And verse 11 says, Oh, Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Because Daniel, God loves you so much. That is what the angel said to him, the first words. God loves you, man. Understand the words that I speak unto you, and stand upright. For unto you I am now sent. And when he had spoken this word, I stood trembling. Then he said unto me, don't be afraid, Daniel. For from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to chase yourself before God, your words were heard, and I am come for your words. The first day you prayed, God heard you, and he sent me to you. I have come because of the words that you prayed. And he said, well, what happened in the 21 days? Was there traffic in heaven? I didn't get out in time. Is there a heavenly 285 and 20 and 75 and 85 that kept him trapped? Verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, not a man, a demonic prince, 
withstood me 21 days, but lo, Micah, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Persia's modern-day Iran. So while the angel is heading to where Daniel is, a demonic being, a prince, a demonic ruler over the air of modern-day Iran, stood up to block the angel's path. And that angel and that demon fought 21 days. Without talking about a great move that just came out, so I don't give any spoilers to people who haven't seen it. If you think that battle is epic, this 21-day battle is epic. 21 days. Now, how did the breakthrough finally come? Daniel persisted in prayer. And as he kept pushing in prayer, more angelic reinforcements were released. Because he kept praying, Michael was sent. And then Michael and this angelic being took on this demon, demonic prince over Persia, and they won, and this angelic being was able to reach to Daniel. So as Daniel persevered in prayer, angelic forces broke through with his answer. Just as angels were involved in Daniel receiving his answer and in spiritual warfare over ancient Babylon and Persia, angels are involved in spiritual warfare over this area and in your harvest. Go to Psalm 103. Give you more scriptures about it. Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 20. Angels are involved in spiritual warfare over this area and in your harvest. Notice what it says in verse 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength. So these angels are exceedingly strong. That do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Notice that it said that hearkens to the voice of God, even though that's included. Because they hearken to the voice of God's word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Two things I want you to know from the scriptures. Angels hear and obey the voice of God's word. Angels hear and obey the voice of God's word. Number two, angels do the pleasure of God, or angels do what pleases God. So notice, angels listen and obey to the voice of God's word, not just God's voice. So if God says something, of course angels are going to do it. But if you put the word of God in your mouth, and you begin to say something, angels will do the same for you. Because they're not a respecter of persons, they're a respecter of God's word. And if you put God's word in your mouth, the angels will hearken to you too. Go to Psalm 35, verse 27. Angels do the pleasure of God. Angels do what pleases God. So of course, Pastor, why is that so important? Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy. Oh, let's try that again. Let them shout for joy. That's pretty good. You're doing better than the first experience already. So let's try it again. Let them shout for joy. And be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God is pleased in prospering his servants. Wait a minute. In the Old Testament, they're called the servants of God. And this new covenant, the New Testament, we're his children. So if God delighted in prospering his servants, how much more does he delight in prospering his kids? Yeah. Hebrews 1.14 says, about angels, are they not all ministry spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation? If you're a believer, you're an heir of salvation. The word minister means service, ministering especially of those who execute the commands of others. 
The angels hear and obey the voice of God's Word. If you put God's Word in your mouth, they will listen to your voice. God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. Therefore, angels are involved in the prosperity of his people. Angels are involved in your prosperity. But this should let you know that there are also enemy spirits who are at work to prevent your prosperity. If there are angels involved helping to prosper you, there are enemy spirits, there are demons working to keep you from being prosperous. Think about it this way, just from a very normal, low-level understanding of it. If you commit in your heart to time, to be a blessing to ministries, help build orphanages all around the world, to help do all these good things, and as you give and as you prosper, you tell everybody Jesus did it for you, Satan don't want you to have money. Because you use that money to stomp on his head and tell people about Jesus. He doesn't want you to have money. Now, if you're the other, there are some individuals Satan wants to have money because they'll spend it on the wrong things. They'll hold it all together and block people from receiving what God has for them. But for the people of God, the general, just people of God who love God, Satan doesn't want them to have a lot of money. And because he's a thief, he can't be all out there. So for some, if he can't steal from you on a regular basis, he seeks to contain you. That you think, oh, I'm doing good because, you know, my needs are met. My desires are met. I'm generous. I give to the church. I give to the poor. I'm doing pretty good. But you're really not increasing. You're staying the same. So if he can't outright take it from you, he seeks to contain you so you're distracted by your containment, and then he can start pickpocketing again. I'm going to stop that clip right there. You can watch the full message on our Faith Plus app. The series is called Harvest Checkup. Have a great day. And know something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God bless.